Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, everybody? Good Tuesday afternoon. So happy to be back here on Believe in Pro Wrestling after had to take a week off due to an altered work schedule from the shoot job for myself. So I gave SP3 a week off, and I'm sure he did. Just a, a fantastic, fan, fantastic things with the free time that I gave him a whole hour to himself uh, last week. But uh, that man still stayed busy over on the True Heat, True Heel Heat YouTube channel. And uh, we'll let him plug what he's got going on there a little bit later on in the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. Man, fortuitous timing to be back. We got CM Punk showing up in a WWE building, just chatting it up with people backstage. Everybody losing their damn minds over that for about 90 minutes until Triple H announced the arrival. Oh, bam! Look at it. Look at it in all of its glory. The new WWE World Heavyweight Championship, SP3. So many people just calmly assessing the situation last night. And deeming whether it was a good decision or not a good decision to add a new world championship. I will say this much to start off the show. The jury is still out on that. Much with what WWE decides to do. It's all going to depend on how they move forward from this point in time. But regardless, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's also draft week. So the uh, five count this week is going to be draft oriented the five biggest questions surrounding the wwe draft on this coming episode of smackdown that includes a big tag team title match could the usos really win back the wwe tag team championships this quickly we'll discuss all of that sp3 how you doing my good sir i'm all right a little tired uh had a long night watching my los angeles lakers go into overtime and uh pull out a big game four victory we are three one against the memphis grizzlies one win away from the uh western conference semifinals. so feeling a little tired but i'm still here still at it and here to calmly talk about why wwe yes. has three world titles now Ooh, well, you know, that's up for debate. That's up for debate. But I uh, mean, there's no debate. There's three world titles. Absolutely. There's no debate. There's absolutely a debate, and we'll get into it. But first, you mentioned your Lakers. They're up 3-1 right now. I would say those odds are pretty good, SP3. They're going to move on to the next round. Uh, if you'd like to play some money on LeBron and those Los Angeles Lakers, betonline.ag, your number one source for all of your basketball information, stats, news, and scores for the NBA playoffs. Uh, get get all those latest odds, the uh, the lines, player reports. How's LeBron doing? You know, is he about eighty percent right now? I'm sure Bet Online has all that information up there for you for the NBA playoffs. Also, Major League Baseball is in full swing. 
rest in peace to the red season. It's already over. NHL playoffs are going on right now. You got UFC, you got boxing. I'm sure you can bet on backlash if you really wanted to up at bet online, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right now from your home. Just head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And before we dive into all of that, again, I want to thank everybody who is in on the chat. Get your comments in. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can, but we do have a very packed show today. Also, don't want to forget to mention the fact that earlier this morning, I dropped not one, but two interviews, a double feature featuring the NXT champion, him, Carmelo Hayes, and Grayson Waller. Again, fortuitous timing because when I recorded those interviews a few weeks ago, who would have thought at spring break in they would be facing each other for the NXT championship? Maybe possibly for one of these guys, it's their final match on Tuesday with the draft uh, coming up here. One of them could be going to Raw. One of them could be going to SmackDown. They both could be moving up. Who the hell knows? That's why the draft is so unpredictable. But you can check out that interview after we're done here. Of course, after we wrap up here, go on and check that out. It's eight minutes of your time. It's really worth it. Carmelo Hayes had a great story about how he really got into amateur wrestling when he was a young kid. Grayson Waller, believe it or not. Used to be a history teacher, so we talked about that a little bit. Something tells me, SP3, that if I had Grayson Waller as my history teacher, I might have paid attention just a little bit more. He feels like one of those fun teachers that you would want to do something for. Uh, not that I was a bad student, but something tells me I paid a little bit more uh, attention. So go ahead and check those out. And uh, give us a thumbs up on this video, by the way. And if you're new to the show, you like what you hear, or even if you don't like what you hear, I don't care. Subscribe while you're here at it. Thank you. Appreciate you. We're closing in on 600 subscribers. Thank you guys so much for the support. All right, SP3, without any further ado whatsoever, about, uh, I'd say about two hours for the show last night, right around the same time that CM Punk, that news broke, which we'll get to, that he was backstage at Raw and everybody was losing their minds. Uh, there was a report that came out um, that Triple H could possibly be making a huge announcement on Monday Night Raw. A lot of speculation backstage. Then Byron Saxton made it official, says it was going to rock the foundation of WWE, whatever the hell it was. Uh, and a lot of speculation was surrounding, yes, with the brand split coming up. This is something you and I have talked about on other, on other outlets before. The possibility of adding a brand-specific New World Championship, which is something I think was badly needed. Um, and then, boom, it was announced. Triple H bringing back, at least I think, or is this a new version? I'm not sure. It's one of a myriad of questions I have, SP3. But the World Heavyweight Championship, there it is in all its glory. I think it looks much better here than when they first introduced it. It was still fuzzy. It was a lot of glare. I love the white gold. I love the look. Obviously, it's just an updated version of big gold with WWE's big logo in there. I think this slaps. I think this works. I think there's a lot of reasons to be happy that this championship is back, SP3. But I'm going to let you have your piece first. Triple H introducing no, a champion. No, 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 no. no because you, you already it, alluded to it works better. Alluded to stuff. You already no, alluded it, it to worked stuff. better for me to bounce off of you because I know you have some things that, that you want to get off your chest. But we are going to crown whether we like it or not. And I'm not sitting here saying that I like this, like, like all of it. But we're going to crown a new world heavyweight championship champion on May 27th. Your thoughts. <laughs> We have three world titles, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> three world titles. Instead of solving the problem, this is Triple H basically had a, had the WWE with a gunshot wound. The gunshot wound was the fact that the previous regime decided to give both world titles to one person. And yep. I saw the benefit in that because it did make uh, Roman Reigns the end-all, be-all final boss. It made oh, yeah. him the undisputed universal champion. Not only did he have the universal championship, which he had held for two years prior to that, he now had their longest tenured, most prestigious championship in company history, the WWE Championship. My dude, for all the people that want to make excuses and defend Triple H, you had nine months to figure this <laughs> shit out. You had nine months, and you've had opportunities. 
if you're if you're gonna just waste money in the bank on Austin Theory cashing in on a mid card title that had an open challenge the very same show he decided to cash it in. Maybe you should have just made him an idiot who decides to cash in on one title instead of both at Clash of the at Clash of the Castle, and then Drew can have his moment, beat Austin Theory for one of those titles, and walk out as champion. You get the big moment. You solve your issue. If you are gonna make the Money in the Bank non void and have the worst Money in the Bank cash in, at least accomplish something. All you accomplish is that here we are after six seven months of a rebuild and a re-establishing of Austin Theory, he's pretty much in the same position he was prior to the Money in the Bank cashing. So, at least you could accomplish something. Or maybe when Cody wins the Royal Rumble, Cody says, you know what, I'm just going to go after the WWE Championship because my daddy didn't really know that there would be a Universal Championship. Sure. I My whole promo that I cut from the very beginning of my time back in this company on the night after WrestleMania was about the WWE Championship. So that's the title I want, and it creates a whole new story of if Cody does beat Roman Reigns for that championship, Cody can always say, hey, Roman you welcome. I let you keep that title that you've had for so long. And now Roman has a inferior complex of, do I really deserve to be universal champion? Is, is this title just like basically charity that Cody Rose gave to me because he only wanted one title? It creates more story. If you're going to do the, the lame duck finish that you did at WrestleMania, at least have Cody win. And then you have a new story coming out of WrestleMania instead of the place that we're in right now. Now, where we just have a stale, we have a stale thing where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the Usos are just cutting promos that they did before WrestleMania. Now, that's all they're doing on, on last night. All I heard was, "Oh, Kevin Owens going to turn on you." Pretty sure y'all said that on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Oh, um, uh, why are you doing this for Roman? Pretty sure Sami's been saying that for the last three months since he since the Bloodline turned on him. But. Here we are, and you could have had a whole new story if Cody just beats Roman for the WWE Championship. So before people say, oh, this is the best option they could have done to, to solve this issue. No, it's not. It's at least third. It's at least third on this fucking list. There are worse options. Yes, worse option would have been just uh, telling Roman that he had to drop one of the title or splitting the title while Roman is still champion. Yes, there are worse options, but this still does not make this a better option than the other options Triple H has had in the past nine months. So regardless of if this is a problem that was handed to him or not, creating a third world title is completely stupid it's just stupid because if the whole plan was for roman to be one champion and yes i know all the people that are in defense oh no there's only two world titles because roman is is unified they've never confirmed that it's unified it's still two separate lineage even if you check on wwe website it's still two separate lineage you sure. know why you know why because roman can't drop one or the other because Roman has the Universal Championship, that is the title that he has had for coming up on a thousand days exactly. on May 27th. Yeah. And two, he can't drop the WWE title because that's the longest tenure title and the most prestigious in your damn company. So he's held two titles for a reason that eventually someone would beat him for both and then you could split the titles. But no, he couldn't just help himself. He no. couldn't just go through the steps of actually, you know, doing that. Having Roman eventually lose and then introducing a second world title. You could consolidate those two titles after Roman loses it. And then you can introduce this world heavyweight title. He did not even take the step. He did not stitch up the bullet rune before he put a big ass band-aid. No, he just put a bit of his band-aid and we're still bleeding in this damn company. So we still have three world titles. We have three world titles. Whether some people want to want to want to believe it or not or realize or not that is the reality of this situation all he did was dilute the fact that roman reigns is the undisputed world champion because now you have a new world champion thus making roman reigns a disputed undis undisputed universal champion 
and you have created a consolation prize title because that's all the world the world heavyweight championship in the realm of wwe has always been the second place title it's the title that they created because triple h needed a world title because they decided to put the wwe championship on smackdown back in 2002 and they decided to make a consolation title for monday night raw regardless of how great triple h with the reign of terror you thought or what he you didn't think he was or batista's great reign in 2005 it always was the second place title regardless and now they have just brought it back and triple h regardless of how the fans react because the fans triple h can say i just pooped myself and the fans would cheer it does not matter how the fans reacted to this this was a horrible job of explaining this. He basically said, well, no one can beat Roman Reigns for the past 1,000 days, and Roman was smart enough to get a part-time deal, so since none of y'all can beat him, here's a consolation prize. Here's a participation award. Uh, participation award. Great for you guys. You are second place. The You Can't Beat Roman title is here. And I will say, the look of it, it's better than the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship, but it doesn't negate all the issues mm. that I just went through. Oh, it's a sexy title. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Let me just say, and I'm not even going to say that you're wrong. I'm not even going to say that you're wrong, SB3. I just disagree with you for the fact that there, the, you say there are three world titles. And the fact that it's even up for debate just shows you the fact that WWE has done a piss poor job of explaining exactly what the world title situation has been for the last year. Because on screen, they call Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, one singular, one world champion, even though he carries both belts. He has never once defended either title separately. When Becky Lynch won the Raw and SmackDown world titles at WrestleMania 35, they didn't call her the undisputed WWE Women's Champion. They called her the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, and for the month she had both of them, she defended them separately. They have never done that with Roman Reigns. And please, for the love of God, do not bring up WWE's website as a point of reference because that motherfucker is never accurate. Still has Naomi listed but, but as a SmackDown no, no, superstar. You're bringing up a wrong comparison. You can only compare this to other times there has been because Becky Lynch was never referred to as an undisputed champion. That's we what I just said. But no, but we need to. That's why that's not a good comparison. That's a horrible comparison. The comparison to this is Randy Orton in 2013 when he won the world heavyweight championship from John Cena at TLC 2013. He ran around with the WWE championship and the world heavyweight championship up until up until like it was lasted it went to, to from him to brian danielson from brian danielson to john cena and then from john cena to brock lesnar and then brock just said you know what i don't like carrying around two world titles and they consolidated they consolidated same thing you go back to 2002 you had Trish Jericho, the first undisputed heavyweight champion in the company. He held the title for a while. He lost it to, to Triple H. And then Triple H, after that, after WrestleMania, consolidated. They always consolidate these yes. things unless their plan is to eventually split it up. Unless they don't have the unless, plan. No, 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 no. Unless... Unless it was a half-assed rush decision to consolidate the titles in the first damn place and they had no end game. That to me is evident. They had no end game, or whatever Vince's end game was went out the window when he retired and Triple H took over six months later. And Roman had like his second defense as the undisputed universal champion. And Triple H for the past nine months has been trying to decide what the best path forward is. And thinking down the road, I actually like this SP3. You want to know why? Because of your exact scenario, you and Jeremy Lambert talking about this brilliant idea of having Cody Rhodes only challenge for the WWE championship and say, screw that universal title and piss all over it and say it doesn't matter. And this, that, and the other thing. And I agree with you. I love that. You want to know why? Because the universal title sucks. The universal championship was a mistake. It was always a lazy, half-assed WWE championship knockoff when they introduced it as the title for Monday Night Raw back in 2016. 
Triple H, to his credit, in my opinion, is trying to correct something here. They should have brought back the World Heavyweight Championship, something that actually had some lineage to it back in 2016 than just copying the WWE title, putting a red strap on it at the time and calling it the Universal Championship because that's what we call our fan base for some ungodly reason. It was a terrible title back then. It honestly has a very rocky lineage at best until Roman Reigns took it over and has now held it for 900 days. Do you remember what the Universal title picture was like before Roman Reigns won that damn thing? It bounced from from Bray to Goldberg to Braun Strowman, even though it was supposed to go to Roman Reigns, and then Braun Strowman had it, and they're doing cinematic matches over the course of the summer with Bray Wyatt, and he only defended it like twice. Then they put it on Bray for like a week, and then Roman won it. This thing is convoluted. It's got a terrible history. They should have just brought back the World Heavyweight Championship in the first damn place, and now they can correct the problem. Because part of why I love this, I'm hoping that this isn't just a new World Heavyweight Championship. I'm hoping that this World Heavyweight title is the old World Heavyweight title that was retired back in 2014, and it has some lineage back to it. Because now, you can do exactly what you want, SP3. You can have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. Don't call it Undisputed anymore because you're right. You can't call Roman Reigns the Undisputed World Champion anymore because now you have a world title again, a secondary world title. So you can't call him Undisputed. You have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam to win the WWE Universal Championship, and then you have Cody Rhodes do with that Universal title what he should do. Throw in the goddamn trash can because it's useless. The only reason why they haven't consolidated these titles or why they didn't have Roman Reigns drop one of them is because that's the one that he's had for 900 plus going on a thousand days now. So that's that's the championship that they have to hold on to and hailed as something that's actually important, even though it's never been. It's never been. They have never been able to establish this damn world title worth a damn unless Brock Lesnar had it or Roman Reigns had it. They, it, it. It's been cursed from day one when Finn Balor won the fucking thing and then broke his collarbone and couldn't defend it anymore. It's been cursed from that point on. The Universal title needs to go away. I think Cody Rhodes is going to beat Roman and then meld them together. And then guess what? The Universal title is just going to go off into history. People are going to forget about it. And six months from now, we're going to have Cody Rhodes as the WWE champion and somebody as the World Heavyweight Champion the way it should have been back in 2016. That's why I saved something for after I heard what Rick Uccino had to say. Because this, he made my point for me. The point that makes this for stupid is because we're going to get another new title. We're going to get another new title when they eventually decide to consolidate these two world titles. No, it's That's why go it's three. No, it's it's going to go back to being called the WWE Championship. He's just going to get rid of the blue belt. That's all it is. Jesus it's been consolidated Christ. for a year. Yes. It's been the undisputed WWE championship for a year. Yes, for over MCATS. a year, it's been one championship. Yes, MCATs. Rick has been on something. He had the day off. He decided to do some drugs and, and convince himself that Triple H made the right decision. He didn't. He just caused more problems. He diluted the fact that Roman Reigns is the undisputed champion. I agree with Jose. No one's beat him for the title, so he should be the undisputed champion. But all you did was create a second place prize title that you're going to try to convince people is, is on the same level as the world title. So it's still going to be a second place title. You're still going to be second place, just like all the previous world heavyweight champions. That lineage is as piss poor as the universal championship. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You it's said better oh, than the universal you, title. No, it's, it's not. So no, it's not. Who? Let's let's name all the great all the great world heavyweight champions that they've had in the past. Great Khali, Jack Swagger. Yes, Dolph Ziggler. He held it for all of two months. Alberto, Alberto El Patron. Oh yeah, yeah. How about yeah. Edge? How about Undertaker? Yeah. How about Mark uh, uh, Henry? How about we you, throw those people you, in? There? You know what's the difference with Edge and the Undertaker? They've actually won the real world championship, which is the WWE title, which is what Roman Reigns has. Like that's the difference. They was that was them actually giving credibility 
giving credibility to the World Heavyweight Championship, not the other way around, not 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 making that a world title, not making that the number one title. That was them as former WWE champions, as legends, trying to build it up, but they didn't. They didn't. Every, I, I told you guys that had good reigns that actually established it as a world championship. Triple H from 2002 through 2005. Batista in 2005. Great runs. Undertaker had a great run. Edge had great runs. Yeah, they all had great runs, but it does not negate the fact that you've had other people. You've had other people who did not have great runs. Great Khali. Rey Mysterio when he won the World Heavyweight Championship and lost for the last for the next six months. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger when he came out with the Eagle as a secondary partner. Dolph Ziggler who he got a concussion within a few weeks of winning that title. Alberto El Patron who was who's recently been in a lawsuit. That's a great credibility for your World Championship. I'm just saying like that does not have the great lineage that you think it does. If you're thinking that that's the same as the WCW world heavyweight championship they firmly established that it was not that it was not that actually did that actually did up until like the last two or three years of wcw have a good lineage as well but it does not negate the fact that you had the last two years that had david arquette and vince russo and a whole bunch of other guys it the fact of the matter is it just causes more problems. That's why I made I the reference. That's why I made the reference from before. All he did was put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. You're still bleeding. You still have an issue. And all it really told me, and that the extra little caveat, the extra little cherry on top, is Roman Reigns is not losing this title anytime soon now. Yes, he is. Actually, that's, it's that's all to me that he's that, losing that, the title. That's all it really did. It 100% solidified to me that Roman's losing the title. Unless I think I think Cody, I think I think it's more likely Cody Rhodes will win the World Heavyweight Championship than he will beat Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in this calendar year. If that happens, I'll jump on your ship. I will jump on your ship and say this was a terrible fucking idea because right the last, now the last time you said that was uh, when I told you that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair wasn't going to have a good uh, WrestleMania build up. Or the last time that you said that was when I told you that Triple H probably is not going to book the women's division very well. Or the last time I said, uh, there's been a few times on this show already where I told you something from jump and I was proven right. And this is just another. I have been right on this show before too. All right. You have. You have. You you predicted that the bloodline turn was going to happen at the Royal Rumble. You have very specific things. But what I am telling you (laughs) is, is I am telling you no with booking booking with the booking of this company triple h i feel gets a pass from a lot of fans and i feel like i feel like i'm in an echo chamber a lot and i get frustrated but because I try, tell, I try I'm to tell i try to tell everybody with this you on man, that this man had nine months and other options to get here before he, he had eventually other got options here. if he didn't if he treated those titles separately which he never did he never treated those titles like they could be defended separately. Like the, it would have been very easy for them to say, "Oh, Austin Theory can cash in that champion that that Money in the Bank briefcase on one of Roman Reigns' championships." They never did that. They never had a plan to do that. And I agree with you. I would have loved to see. Uh, I That's yes, I agree with you. What I'm saying is, there's two caveats, and this is what I put on Twitter last night. If WWE did not want Roman Reigns to lose, period, didn't want a Money in the Bank cash in, didn't want a ladder match didn't want a triple threat. If they did not want that man to lose, period, and did not want to take any belt off of him, and they still wanted to add a secondary world championship to solidify a brand split because they never should have unified these damn things in the first fucking place, this was the best option on the table that they had. They kept Roman undefeated. Now, I would have preferred, 100%, I would have preferred Drew to get his moment at Clash. I would have preferred Sammy to win the title in Montreal. I sure as hell would have preferred Cody to win the title in main event at WrestleMania 39. You could have signed me up for any of those over these. But I'm looking ahead, and if they move forward correctly, in six months, we're not going to be talking about how terrible this introduction to the World Heavyweight Championship is. And first off, I see people saying it and I in the chat, and I saw you say it, and I heard you say it just a few moments ago. Cody Rhodes cannot, absolutely, 1 million percent cannot be the guy to win this World Heavyweight Championship because that completely undermines everything that Cody's story has been since he came. He has, at this point, got to be the guy. 
that defeats Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns is probably staying on SmackDown, I would assume. We don't know who's got the number one pick. We don't know who's available. But Fox ain't giving up Roman Reigns, all right? They want to hang on to Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes has got to go to SmackDown with Roman. Seth Rollins has to stay on Raw, potentially to win the world title. Maybe not. We'll see. But Cody's got to beat the guy. Got to be the guy that beats Roman and wins the WWE championship. And then he just walks out with the WWE title. And, and that's it. End of story. The universal title, so, Thanos snaps and the universal title goes away. The belt, so, I mean, the belt goes away. When or if uh, Cody Rhodes gets drafted to Raw, then will you say I was right? Yeah, because this is stupid. If, if, okay. the end if the end game is not Cody Rhodes, if the end game is not Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship and they move Cody to a different brand just to win the World Heavyweight title, that to me is a consolation prize. That to me is not finishing the story. That to me is a cop out. And that is where I am willing to let this play out. I hate that term, but I'm willing to let this play out. Because again, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I like about this SP3. The fact that we're going to have two separate champions again. One for each brand. Roman's going to be on his brand, and the new world title is going to be on their brand. Solidifies a strict brand split, which is what the company needs. It's going to allow guys who have been stuck and created purgatory main eventers who have already lost to Roman Reigns to have an opportunity to get back into the main event title picture on their own brand. It's going to allow other people, lower card members to elevate themselves and move up. It feels like so much of this roster has been stuck in a traffic jam with Roman Reigns as the sole world champion in WWE. This is something they needed to do sooner rather than later. I don't think Roman Reigns anymore is going to be the world champion come WrestleMania 40. He may be challenging for it, we could get Roman trying to win the belt back from Cody after Cody wins it at SummerSlam. I would prefer to see that, and I think ultimately we will see that. But I think this was something that with the draft coming up, they decided to do it now to split up the brands. I think this is going to open things up. I think this is going to open things up more. This just feels like he could have went through step A, step B, step C. But he skipped all the way to D, and he just said, "He's doing it all at once." He's doing it. Yeah, all and it, yeah. that's not how you do this. He this was this was poorly planned out, poorly thought out, and I don't I don't know how this title will be anything more than a consolation prize, even if someone that Roman Reigns has not beaten during this reign, like Seth Rollins, wins the world title. And it's still going to feel like that's, that's the, what the, it's still going to feel like the one B title because. Roman holds two world titles because he's going to be, he holds two world titles. He's got two, two belts. separate with two separate lineages. And that is the fact of the matter is that all he did was create a third they, world title. They, they got a third world title belt. They're going to have two world champions. That's a fact. That's the bottom line. They got two world champions, three belts. They need to get rid of that universal title belt. Thanos snapped that shit out of existence and forget it ever happened after Roman drops the belt, which I think they're going to do. Who is your first world champion? Do you do you, th do you think you could keep trying to convince yourself of that? But I can't. No, wait. I'm convinced. I can't, I can't wait convinced. for SmackDown. I can't wait for SmackDown next week's Raw when Cody gets drafted to Raw and it's all there's no this all, this all comes crashing down. This Dude, I will, this flimsy house of cards you built to protect yourself. I don't the logic have a flip, that no, I my logic is logic, sound. Y'all just need to logic, get on my wavelength. The logic that I am maybe providing. I suck at explaining things, which I I I. I I kind of do. All right. I mean, you, 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 you probably explained it better than Triple H did. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of how Triple. I, I, I wasn't a fan of how Triple H set it up. Please do not misconstrue what I am saying. I'm not saying that any of this is spectacular. I'm not lauding this. I'm not giving it five stars. I'm just saying, looking ahead, I can see where six, eight, a year, months, a year from now. Ultimately, this could be a good thing. I do think having two separate world champions, SP3, is something that is desperately needed, regardless of, of how Triple H decided to get there. We do have several more matches that have been added to Backlash for the upcoming pay-per-view here on May the 6th. That includes Bianca Belair defending against EO Sky. 
Happy she's getting this moment. Uh, Rhea Ripley defending against uh, Zelina Vega. Hopefully she actually wins some matches between now and this world title match. Although her last two victories, SP3, did come against Rhea Ripley. It's just been a full calendar year since she's won a match. Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny in a Puerto Rico street fight. This one made a whole lot of sense. United States title match, Austin Theory defending against Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. And then this one, SP3, smacked us right in the face on Friday night, booked out of absolutely nowhere. Seth Rollins versus Omos. No build, no interaction between these two superstars whatsoever until last night on Raw. This is something you and I on another outlet just completely ripped apart as random book a match WWE 2K crap. I got to tell you though, they kind of fixed it for me last night when MVP just hopped on the mic and gave a simple little explanation saying, Hey, look, it's my job to book Omos into big matches, win, lose, or draw. So behind the scenes, I booked Omos into a big match at backlash. I, I don't have a high bar. Honestly, SB3 for this company, but I like the fact that they're using. Oh, we, can tell. we can tell, Rick. I you like know. the fact that they're using MVP not just as a talking head, not just as a, you know, side confidant, but like Paul Heyman is to the bloodline. He is basically Omos's agent at this point, and he is able to book Omos and get Omos booked into these matches. Would I have liked to seen a little bit of an interaction between Rollins and Omos? Yes. But I also now know with the introduction of this world title, Glorious, gloriousness that it is this to me seems like the winner's the front runner to win the world heavyweight championship which if that's the case it better be freaking seth rollins because omos has not won a match or the damn in a long time and if omos is the new world heavyweight god could you imagine for a second if that was the discussion if that was the negotiation that went down between triple h and vince triple h saying hey look i want to introduce the world heavyweight championship again Maybe that was the hang-up why it took nine months. And Vince McMahon was saying, like, fine, we'll let you do it. But you got to put it on Omos. The first world heavyweight champion's got to be Omos, the Nigerian giant, damn it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was the actual negotiations that went down? I would not be surprised. But, man. Omos isn't going to be the first world heavyweight champion. Is he SP3? Is he? Please, please make it happen. <laughs> I am here for it. I am here for it because I am an agent of chaos and I love to see the Twitter verse uh, go up in flames. It's always fun. It's always a great time. I'm an Omos sapien, just like MCATS in the chat. Just like most of you, we are Omos sapiens, and Omos needs this win a lot more than Seth Rollins does. So I hope Omos wins at Backlash. Hope he becomes the new World Heavyweight Champion. The only thing that would have been better is, and it would have been massive heat if Triple H introduced that title last night and then gave it to Austin Theory. It oh. would have been a full circle moment of Eric yeah. Bischoff handing him the World Heavyweight title 21 years, 21 years earlier. It would have been perfect. And it was a perfect explanation. He was like, you're the United States champion. You've been the top champion on Raw for months. Here is the World Heavyweight champion. You need to, we're, we're elevating you. We are going to level up. Uh, we're going to level up the U.S. title to the World Heavyweight Championship. That would have been the perfect explanation and a shot at Tony Khan at the same time. Triple H, I would have gave that booking five stars. Uh, dude, seriously, frantic world. Stop the cap, Rick. This was a Vince idea. Of course, booking this match was a Vince idea. I'm just saying on screen, having MVP act as a pseudo agent and say he booked it, to me, works. It makes sense. If that's what they're going to do and randomly book a match, I'm okay uh, with that caveat. All right, so the other big news that had Twitter buzzing SP3 prior to the introduction of the new world championship. The fact that CM Punk was backstage at raw last night, it was in Chicago. He lives in Chicago. Not a big, not a big deal for most people. As Mark Henry said, on busted open today. People visit people, visit family. They visit friends. They show up backstage. And some, most of the time you never even hear about it. And I'm talking people from rival companies. Most of the time, you never hear about it unless you're a security guard and you screen grab uh, Ricky Starks at the Royal Rumble or you, you, you're somebody who's going to call somebody because you see CM Punk. And the fact that it was CM Punk backstage at WWE 
that is going to garner headlines. And it sure as hell did. Somebody got the word out to Mike Johnson quick, fast, and in a hurry. CM Punk was there for a little bit prior to the show. The interesting thing to me is he met with Triple H. He met with The Miz before ultimately he was asked to leave Punk reportedly believing that was a Vince McMahon call. Vince McMahon working remotely on Monday Night Raw last night, reportedly made some changes to the card. But regardless, CM Punk backstage at Raw last night. I don't know how big of a deal SP3 it is, but it's interesting, isn't it? Just just a little bit. The fact that he would be backstage at a WWE event talking to Triple H for probably the first time in a decade. Hey, I think it's definitely interesting. And if it is what WWE talent believe it was in a publicity sign, it got the job done. We're, we're talking about it today. It's been all over uh, wrestling media last night. And then this morning, that's what everybody wanted to talk about. Even before talking about the World Heavyweight Championship. If you own a news outlet, if you're a content creator, I know me for True Hill. He coming up on Saturday, a whole, a whole five, six days later. I know what's our headline. It's CM Punk backstage <laughs> at WWE Raw. I already knew that from Jump. So, yeah, I think that uh, it makes sense for CM Punk to do that. I, I I created the drama and the publicity he wanted. I mean, him trying to make amends with Triple H and Miz is hilarious because this is not who we wanted you to make amends with, Punk. Wrong company. <laughs> you went to the wrong locker room. You made a left somewhere else. You're supposed to make amends with Matt and Nick Jackson, not Paul and Mike. What are we doing here? But, hey, it's it, all fun. To it's me- all fun. Yeah, it's all fun. It doesn't mean that he's trying to get a job at WWE. It doesn't It doesn't mean anything. He's got plenty of time left on his contract. Plans are already reportedly in place for him to come back. This new Saturday show, AEW Collision, is, is going to be uh, built basically around him, or at least he was a key component in the negotiations of, hey, Warner Brothers, if we're going to give you, what was it, $52 million? Is that that what it ultimately came out to be uh, for two hours of television every week for this new AEW Saturday show. We want CM Punk involved. That's why CM Punk is, is going to be back uh, with AEW. But it, it is interesting to me that Triple H and Miz were the guys that he made sure. Maybe he made sure. Maybe those were the first two guys he ran into. I'm sure Triple H got wind that CM Punk was in the building and he was like, the fuck? And immediately like rushed out there to see what the hell was going on. But it is interesting to me that Triple H and Miz were the guys that he talked to, that he like had to make sure that he spoke to and 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 shook hands with and broke bread with in a, in, in a certain way. Almost like he's on this like self-intervention kick where he's like just trying to make amends to past mistakes. Like it, like the wrestling career version of finding Jesus, right? Like he knows he's made some mistakes in his past and he doesn't want to constantly have things end the way that they have. He doesn't want to leave uh, uh, WWE with the, the way that he did. He doesn't want his wrestling career to go out at all out, getting in a fight backstage with, with his EVPs. He wants to end things on a positive note. And whether this is just him trying to, to, to build up some some good equity, some good faith, whatever it is, it is interesting to me. And maybe this is his way of saying, hey, look, if I can shake hands and have a cordial conversation with Triple H, who I have said terrible things about, me, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, we can do the same thing. And maybe that is the part of the publicity stunt, or maybe he's actually being genuine. Because I don't believe CM Punk is a bad person at all. I don't. I just think he's very strong, willed, strong, opinionated, and he will fight for what he believes in. Sometimes it can rub people the wrong way, but it is very interesting to me. And uh, we'll see if anything, anything comes of it, but he will, he'll be back in AEW. Soon it, should, it should be noted that uh, he was in Florida and he took a plane ride with uh, some of the WWE talent uh, to Chicago. So it, Probably sounds like someone on the plane was just like, oh, yeah, you should come to, to All State Arena. You're going to yeah. be in Chicago anyway. Swing by and uh, made it made it happen. So, hey, all fine and dandy. Got some news club. And yeah. if he makes if he made amends, more power to him because that's good vibes everywhere. Yes. Good, good stuff to hear. 
Uh, one of the things that was a, a little bit surprising for me that happened this week, SP3, was uh, Mercedes Monet dropping the IWGP uh, Women's World title. Uh, a little surprising to me. You didn't seem to think so when we spoke in our uh, extensive pre-show meeting. But after all of this talk, SP3, about her wanting to stick around in New Japan, move over to Japan, she's starting to learn Japanese. Uh, she's tweeting out how she wants to create a stardom stable with the Renegade Sisters and all this other stuff. She's a pending free agent here soon. Uh, she's got one date left over in Japan, and then her calendar opens up. And I'm going to use that word again. Interesting to me because her calendar is opening up as WWE remains on a hiring freeze. So anybody who's hoping that Sasha Banks may be making a return, who knows? I highly doubt that. But AEW does have a big stadium show that they got coming up here, SP3, that they're going to try to sell here. So this is this is coming at a very interesting time if y'all want uh mercedes monet to become sasha banks again and go back to wwe yeah, what are you thinking my only response to you is ill and you need to <laughs> you need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that something might be wrong with you because mercedes monet it looks like she is freer and happier than she yeah, ever yeah. was in the decade that she was with wwe yeah. right now so i don't want to see her go back and yeah I, I her becoming a free agent is interesting we had heard that she extended her deal before stardom all-star grand queendom i think that the deal originally was always going to see her drop the IWGP Women's Championship at All-Star Grand Queendom to Mayu Iwatani, who's the GOAT, the icon of stardom. And if you watch the build-up to their matchup where Mayu ate crap the entire time and Sasha laid her out three times straight, it only made sense for Mayu to win there. So that's why I wasn't surprised about that result. I am surprised about her being a free agent. She does have one more date. Not going to be in Japan. It's actually going to be in Long Beach, California. Oh, yeah. on may 21st at new japan pro wrestling resurgence uh she already told her cousin snoop dog to roll up a fat one for her so i can't wait to see what she what they got in store how they book her for for that event and that might parlay into other things uh coming up who knows but i'm very interested and i think that mercedes monet is the the hottest free agent the hot one of the hottest stars in all of professional wrestling especially when you talk about women's wrestling with all-star grand queendom doing five times the international pay-per-view buys that stardom usually got it did its highest attendance but, but wait, of all SP3, time. i thought i thought she was a spoiled unprofessional not really a draw not really that good i thought you're telling me she really is just like one of the best talents on the planet yeah, I'm, I'm trying Ooh. to tell you that she actually is a draw. She actually Ooh. is a megastar. And that New Japan and Stardom actually referenced Mandalorian and her being on <laughs> Disney Plus a, a lot more times than WWE ever did. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, she ain't going back there. That ain't happening. That There's no way. Unless they back up a Brinks truck uh, to her front porch. And even then, she might say, nah, nah, bruh. I'm good. Let's dive into this. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, we got the big WWE draft coming up. Night one, Friday night, SmackDown. Night two, Monday Night Raw. We don't know the official rules yet, but listening to Chad Gable talk last night, it sounds like they're going to be doing the pools. Again, here SP3, we just don't know what the pools are. So not everybody's going to be available night one. The rest of the roster is going to be available night two. Hopefully we get some definitive set rules here soon. So one, I can put my mock together. And then two, it would be nice to know what the rules are heading into Friday. But regardless, um, we all agree. the rules? What it, are the rules? It would be pointless to debate who the number one overall pick is going to be because it's if he's available on night one, it's going to be Roman Reigns. That's locked, sealed, and delivered. But I am curious, SP3, who do you think will be the first non-champion off the board on Friday? Let's just assume, because we don't know who's going to be available, let's assume everybody is free to pick. Who's the first non-champion to come off of the board? Adrenaline in my soul. <laughs> it's gotta be Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is gonna be the first non-champion off the board this Friday. 
this goes back to one of our other topics that we talked about, I believe, two weeks ago on our last show about, uh, you know, does WWE have a Seth Rollins problem? And I told you Seth Rollins has a WWE problem. And I think the one thing that I didn't mention is the fact that I said Seth can only be you know, second best in this company. And I think the reason why it's becoming more of a problem is because now he's third best because Cody is above him in the pecking order. And that's why Cody will be the first non-champion off the board. He will be the first non-champion off the board and he will go to the same brand as Roman Reigns. So, nope. <laughs> yep. They're going nope. to the same brand because nope. what I'm reading into what Seth Rollins did last night. It's going to be, I guarantee you, this is how the order will be. Okay. You, you heard it here. Assuming first, everybody's if, available. Assuming if, everybody's you do it, if they do it the, how the previous Jeffs has gone, where they've done five, I think they've done five in a row or something like that. Yeah, but or, somehow they got to get smacked down the first pick, right? So Yeah, somehow they got to get smacked down the first pick. That's going to be the difficult part, unless they do like snake order. They do like snake. Yeah, or, yeah there you go. Uh, they can do Roman number one. Yeah. Bianca number two for Raw. Uh-huh. SmackDown's second pick will be Rhea Ripley. Sure. And then Raw's next pick will be Cody Rhodes. Oh man. Um that's that's hard for me because and this is why I want the drafts to make more sense, right? Like because you should want to get all of the champions off of the board. You would want to solidify the fact that you get a secondary you don't want smackdown to end up with both the united states or the intercontinental title so maybe you could do a run on those guys and make it make sense you could go okay yeah roman world heavyweight champion over on smackdown no big deal for monday night raw they got but that's, got, why, that's, why, that's why them having three picks in because the, they have an extra hour that's how they've always done it that's why they can choose cody number number four and then they have the next pick and then they can pick austin theory Unless or, or Gunther. Or, unless the answer is it's not Cody Rhodes, it is Seth Rollins. Maybe Monday Night Raw chooses Seth Rollins to be their the face of their brand, and Cody goes over to SmackDown. Yeah, Cody, Cody might not be available on SmackDown, so who knows? Yeah, it, a lot of it depends. I do think it's either going to be Cody or Seth. They're going to end up on separate brands. What I'm reading into is... From from Rollins last night, he's going to be the face of his own. It's it's like W. It's like he finally got through to Triple H. Like, hey, look, I'm not happy. I'm tired of being second fiddle or third fiddle now uh, behind Rhodes. I think it makes a ton of sense to put Cody and Roman on one brand and have Seth be the guy to carry the flag. And it, it makes all the sense in the world for for me for Seth to be the first World Heavyweight Champion of this iteration of the World Heavyweight Championship. Put it on a guy who's won the WWE title before SP3 and have him do everything that he said that he wants to do with it, which is make it a workhorse championship, defend it all the damn time and have a, a freaking killer reign with it. And I think that makes a ton of sense. It's either going to be Seth or it's going to be Cody. I think uh, that's what makes the most sense. Now, which non champion is going to benefit the most by having a solid brand split moving forward may not necessarily be Cody or Seth could be somebody down on the lower card. No, it will be Seth. That's the best non-champion who will benefit the most, I think, will be uh, with a solid brand split and especially with a world championship. I think that Seth Rollins would benefit that. If you want to go lower on the uh, totem pole, i say someone like L.A. Knight. LA Knight will benefit from the, the solid brand split because then he can yeah. have upward mobility on whatever brand they decide to put him on. At this point, he's lost so much on SmackDown. I want him to go to Raw. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, MCAP saying, with Cody and Roman on SmackDown, where's the star power on Raw? Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Uh, you know, there you could have put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn over on, on Monday Night Raw. There's there's plenty of star power to go around. It's not just Cody and Roman. Now, I will tell you, it's Cody, Roman, maybe a little bit of a gap. And then, you know, you got to go down. So those are your two biggest stars. But Cody should be the heir apparent to win the WWE Championship. That's why I'm saying you put them uh, on one on one brand right now uh for me yeah i was gonna go with somebody on on the lower card here and i was gonna go with a guy like la knight who is somebody who like many of the people on the lower card just feel like they're in in limbo they're just stuck right now just waiting for 
for some kind of elevation, whether it's going to be LA Knight as a babyface going up against Austin Theory, who I think will stay over uh, on Monday Night Raw, or or maybe they decide to flip the the mid card titles. I, I think this is going to give him a chance and another guy a chance to ascend up the card as well. But I don't want to bring him up just yet because he's going to be my answer to another question coming forward. But I think LA Knight moving over to Raw, finally getting a storyline, finally getting to win some damn matches. I think is, is is going to be uh is going to be beneficial for him moving forward. And if LA Knight is the guy, this is this is another reason why I think so. If LA Knight is reportedly the front runner to win Money in the Bank, he's got a much better shot of winning the World Heavyweight Championship than he does winning the WWE Championship, beating either Cody or Roman. So yes, the answer to that question is LA Knight. SP3, you can pick one NXT superstar or tag team to get drafted to Raw or SmackDown. I think plenty are going to be getting called up here, at least I hope. Who are you taking, though, if you can only take one person off of Tuesday nights and move them to Friday or Monday? Oh, it's definitely Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes has been lost in purgatory for a few months now. He's looking absolutely jacked. Yeah. I would I would take him almost immediately off the board because he's someone that you can have him play like the comedy babyface role. You can have him as very a versatile. hero. Yeah, he's very versatile. So I, that's the one person that I would take. Uh, we got, whoops, hang on. I keep hitting the wrong buttons over here. Where are the comments? Say? There's the chat. Uh, MCAS saying Roxanne Perez C could very well be a lot of people's graduation tonight and NXT spring break in, by the way. Uh, MCAS also saying pretty deadly. I think they could be coming up as well. I think Ilya Dragunov is going to be coming up. But the guy, if I'm picking one guy, SP3, asking about star power in the chat, it's Grayson Waller. And I think, I think Waller has got everything you want in a top level superstar. He just needs the, he just needs the exposure. He just needs the audience. This is a guy who's got one of the most innovative move sets that I've seen. He, and this is something we talked about in my interview with him, which is up now on the uh, YouTube channel here. And the audio will be up on the podcast page soon, but uh, yeah, he does very famous moves, but the way he gets into them is in a way that we have not seen before. And he just takes those moves to an extra level the guy can go in the ring. He's great on the mic. He can get heat. I think he'd be a good baby face too. Um, like the guy's just got everything. He's ready for graduation. He is. I think he should lose tonight to Camar to Camarillo Hayes, whether it's clean or not. Go out on his back and then immediately get drafted uh, to Monday Night Raw and just start cooking on the microphone. I think that's a guy to me. There are other people that I would bring up uh, as well. I wrote about this for Cage Side Seats. I think it's well overdue for uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter to come up and add to that women's tag team division. Actually add a tag team that's been together for more than six weeks. Uh, I think that's something that is desperately needed. But speaking of tag teams, SP3, number four here on the five count, which faction or tag team? is in the most danger of being split up in the coming draft. It's definitely the Street Profits, especially after, after they they hammed it up on, on Raw this week. I definitely think it might be the time to split them up. They could put Montez on Raw. They could put they send Angelo over to SmackDown. Yeah. It just seems like the right time for them as well. They, I, I still think they could accomplish great things together as a tag team. I don't want to see them turn on each other, but you could do a not... It all depends on how they want to do this draft, right? Do they either want to say, okay, well, we, we got to take each superstar individually, or are they going to allow them to take tag teams? We, we see Oda, we, we see Chad Gable and, and Maxine Dupree arguing whether they're going to be a package deal with Otis or Otis, whatever you want to call them. So it's going to be a lot of politicking uh, involved in this. So they can make up their own rules as far as superstars go. So I don't know why a brand would take what would would take Montez Ford or Angela and not take them both when you have both talented individuals, just like years ago when they split up new day for no reason. I'm like, this makes no damn sense. Why would you not just take them as a group? Um, so it all depends on what the rules are, but Montez Ford, I think if you just split them up, they shake hands. I think Angelo can excel on his own. I think he's more than proved that. But Montez, man, he's he's the guy and he's just he's just been waiting for that opportunity to ascend as a singles player. And he is the other guy, along with L.A. Knight, that I think is going to benefit from a strict brand split 
if they do split up the profits, I think 1 million percent, you can always get them back together at a later date, but it's time to start seeing what you got in those guys individually and not just as a tag. We know they're great as a tag team, but they ain't done anything with them in a freaking year. Once again, it's like they're stuck on the highway waiting to get out of this creative traffic jam. And most of that has to do with the fact, SP3, that the Usos have had the tag team titles for so damn long. Are they going to be getting them back? Number five here on the five count. Over or under a 25% chance that the Usos reclaim their tag team titles this Friday when they take on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at night one of the WWE draft. It's only over due to Night of Champions happening in Saudi Arabia and how firm they want to go by the usual Night of Champions where every title is on the line. They can get by that by having most of the tournament matches for the World Heavyweight Championship happen at that show. So therefore, you don't need the tag team titles defended and it still kind of fits the Night of Champions brand. And I would think that after the promos that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to retain, but I would say that it's at like a 40% chance the Usos reclaim the titles. I do have to run now, guys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this has been me. Follow me at True Hill SP3. Follow the, the YouTube channel, True Hill Heat Wrestling. Check it out. Thank you, as always, Rick. Yep, no problem. Good, sir. I appreciate it. I know you had a uh, a three o'clock hard out. So uh, thank you for sticking around right up until the, uh, the brink. But uh, I will say this is over. Uh, 25% as well for the same thing. I don't I don't think they have to I think it would be a mistake to take the tag team titles off of Kevin and Sammy especially after that that great close that they had to WrestleMania. It would be an absolute mistake to put the titles back on the Usos at this point. I I'd like to break some new ground because them along with Roman Reigns right now it's like if you have the belts back on them who who haven't they beaten in the tag team division? You got so many tag teams who are just waiting in the wings right now. But the fact that you have Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, it does have me worried a little bit. So I'm going to put this over 25%. I'm going to go up to about 50-50. I hate it, but I'm going to put it at about 50-50. You could always do an injury angle, right? Because these guys are going to have to wrestle again at Backlash. You got a triple threat match involving Matt Riddle. So you could conceivably... Have them win that match or lose that match. Kevin Owens gets hurt. Sami Zayn gets hurt. You write them off TV for a few weeks, and then they come back on the Raw after uh, Roman wins his his thousand days or or something of that nature. There are ways around it. You don't have to hit the panic button and take the belts off of the uh, of the Usos. But yeah, they are absolutely not going to be in in Saudi Arabia. That is for sure. Safet in the chat. Frantic World saying Tiffany Stratton says she wants to stay in NXT. She should stay in NXT. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins uh, the NXT women's title tonight to continue her development down there. I know they just put the belt on Indy Hartwell, but I wrote about this for cage side seats as well. I would, uh, I'd kind of like to see Indy come up. I'd like to see Indy come up on SmackDown and reform the way. I'd like to see Johnny and Candice and Indy and Dexter reform the way on Friday night SmackDown and be a integral part of, of the blue brand moving forward. That's might be a pipe dream, but I think it's, it's one that that needs to happen. If, and when Johnny is healthy enough to come back, cause he's dealing with a shoulder injury right now. Do appreciate everybody uh, who is tuned in to the chat, who uh, even if you disagree or say what I said, hadn't makes no damn sense. It makes sense up here. It makes sense up here. I just got to find figure out a better way of getting it to come out of my mouth. So y'all get on the same page, but it makes sense to me. I think this could be good. A new world championship. I think this could be good. We'll see. Hey, at least it gave us something to talk about. That's all I care about. Uh, make sure to uh, give me a follow on the Twitter machine at Rick Uchino. That's R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Make sure to give us a thumbs up here if you like the, the addition to the show today. Subscribe to the channel. Got a lot of other good stuff coming out here soon. And check out my conversation with uh, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller up right now here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel brought to you I bet online. Have a great day, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, Kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.